Hello and welcome to the Perlu Podcast, Influencer Marketing Reimagined, a podcast where we chat with influencer marketing professionals, social media influencers, bloggers, YouTubers, podcasters, and you name it, about what has led to their success. Justina Torres is a Senior Manager of Influencer Marketing at 360i in New York City. Justina has been in the influencer marketing space for more than four years and came into it from a PR background. She's worked with a variety of global brands from McAllen Scotch Whiskey to National Rental Car and the P&G brands, such as Head & Shoulders and Herbal Essences and one of my personal favorites, DSW. I'm your host, Alexis Trammell. If you enjoy today's episode, we hope you sign up for Perlu to learn more about how you can grow your influencer marketing career. Thank you so much for joining us today, Justina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and what got you into this influencer marketing space. Yeah, so as you said, um, I originally entered this space in PR, so that's really where my background was. I started at La Force, which is uh, on the global brand team there, which is a PR first agency. And that's where I got started. But as I was doing a lot of these PR events and campaigns, I realized that a lot of these campaigns were integrating influencers, whether it was a thing at the time or not. I actually really liked working with influencers more. So I kind of just naturally gravitated towards that. And as I was going on to different companies and building my careers, I kept noticing that influencers was becoming a large part of these PR campaigns just because they are thought starters and speakers in that sense. So I really shifted my focus to influencer marketing just because I thought it was a growing field at the time and it's really interesting and gets my creativity flowing, things like that. So that's kind of how I started going into the influencer marketing space. So you're working at 360i now, a digital marketing agency, and I'm curious, how is 360i's influencer marketing approach different from other agencies? Yeah, so we really take a holistic approach to any campaign. So not only are we thinking of just influencers that we can work with, but we're thinking about how we can blow up these campaigns to our other categories, which include paid media, PR, social media, so everything. So another thing that we try to think about is who is an influencer? So really, our principle on the onset is that anybody can be an influencer regardless of medium. So that includes press, traditional social influencers, pacemakers, celebrities, experts, thought leaders. Anybody can really be an influencer in the right circumstances. The thing that we really look at is knowing what our goals are, whether that's creating content and creating credibility in a space or looking at specific channels that we want to engage on, looking at who is the right fit for these particular channels. Great. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So you and I have spoken a little bit about the importance of being holistic in your influencer marketing by integrating this tactic with other marketing vehicles. Could you tell us about a time when you saw significant success from this approach? Yeah, so most recently, DSW reinvented New York Fashion Week norms by hosting the first ever inclusive runway redone show featuring everyday women. So this was a -a one-of-a-kind runway show that was attended by top press and influencers. It was hosted by model and activist Hunter McGrady, and it was in partnership with 360i and Create and Cultivate. So essentially what it was... It was an open casting call for women across the country, an opportunity to walk down the runway and show off CSW's fall 2019 collection. So this was super buzzworthy because of Hunter. Everybody loves her right now. 
but we also use social influencers to one, get the word out about this open casting call for the models. And then we even had five influencers actually join the runway show with us and got to walk in the show. So that was a lot of fun. It was broadcasted across social media. It was even live streamed on DSW's Instagram page. And then we have a variety of different paid social components going on right now, including shoppable ads, using the content that was captured at the runway show on their social channels. We even did 10,000 cover-wrapped NY Post issues that were distributed across New York. So this was a really integrated project across all of our teams here at 360i, and we saw a lot of success from it. That is so cool. Thanks, Justina. I'd like to take a quick break to talk about Perlu, the platform that all influencer marketing professionals should be using to connect with influencers. It's not a subscription-based directory. It's a professional network of active influencers, ensuring that brands only partner with the best. And you can sign up and try the platform for free today. No commitments, no obligations. Here's Brent Scott, Perlu's Director of Influencer Marketing, to tell you a little bit more. Influencer marketing is broken. Influencers have no place to call home and are quickly lost in messy Facebook groups when trying to work together. And to be found by brands, they join every influencer directory they can find, along with millions of other influencers, only to wait endlessly for cookie cutter collaborations. And brands? Well, they're faced with a landscape overpopulated with influencers and underpopulated with successes. They're forced to take their chances on partners based on little more than usernames and follower counts hoping the influencers aren't fake and their campaigns aren't a waste of time. This is Perlu, committed to helping everyone in influencer marketing succeed. It isn't a database, it's a community of active and thriving Instagrammers, bloggers, YouTubers, podcasters, you name it, using Perlu tools to work together, grow audiences, and produce great content. As Perlu members work together, they're organizing communities, weeding out the idle and fake influencers and establishing themselves as professionals which makes deciphering who's who in the influencer world easy. Whether you're a brand or an influencer, we make it easy to find great partners, get expert advice, and create brilliant campaigns for groundbreaking impact. Perlu, influencer marketing reimagined. So I, I'm a big fan of DSW. I'm wearing some DSW shoes right now. Um, <laughs> so you and I spoke briefly about the Style Squad. I, is that what you're referring to right now? Could you tell us a little bit more about DSW and the Style Squad? Yeah, so actually the Style Squad is different. The Runway Redone was just a campaign on the side. Um, the DSW Style Squad are kind of our tried and true influencers that we work with on a six-month basis. So we've had a couple iterations of the Style Squad since it started. First, we had a New York Style Squad, which were a group of five influencers that were based in New York and had existing friend connections. So it was really fun because these girls all knew each other. They interacted with each other. All the content came out really authentic and fun because of these existing connections. And then we expanded this to a Texas squad. So we found a similar group of friends in Texas that all work together, all shop together. So it wasn't inauthentic to see like, oh, why is this girl showing up in this influencer's feed? Their followers all knew that they were friends and got along. So it worked really well for us. And our most recent iteration, we took people from across the country and we actually looked at people that 
we really enjoyed working with or DSW and a lot of them didn't know each other and we still saw these authentic connections being made. They were commenting on each other's posts. They really felt a sense of being a part of the squad. So we've seen a lot of success from kind of creating these squad groups and having people know like, oh, like Brighton Keller, she is part of the DSW style squad and looking out for those posts that she um, is posting on DSW's behalf. Oh, so cool. So cool. So what do you attribute to the success of that campaign? Is it that it's a niche group? Is it that it's uh, location-based? Or or what would you say has been contributing the most to that kind of engagement on social media? Yeah, I think it's really the audience seeing that there is this niche group of people that are all kind of promoting DSW. We've seen even on social media that people that want to get recognized by the DSW brand are even tagging hashtag DSW style squad. So it's just kind of a thing that's kind of known now within like the shoe industry that we have this style squad and that it's kind of exclusive, really. So people are always asking us, how do we become a part of the squad? People approach us all the time. So I think just kind of putting it out there and like defining it, calling it like on DSW's channels, like check, like every time that we get a new squad, they'll do a feature on their social channels. People know that they are part of this group, I think really gave visibility to um, the work that we're doing. Cool, cool. So it's kind of fostering a community of DSW fans and the style squad is this exclusive piece of that. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Could you tell us about a time that you saw your work on a campaign have a wider impact than just on social media? Yeah, of course. So I used to work for different um, alcoholic beverage brands. And one instance that comes to mind is my work on Aperol. So if anybody doesn't know what Aperol is, it's liqueur that's used in Aperol spritzes, which have become insanely popular. Um, (laughs) It's originally from um, Italy. So the drink kind of originated there and made its way over. Um, But at the time, I think this was maybe two years ago now, um, the drink wasn't really popular here. So um, we kind of created a squad of sorts. We had, um, I believe it was five influencers that were based in the New York area, and they did posts throughout the summer about um, Aperol and the Aperol spritz. We even took them to the Hamptons where we were activating there. We had them attend like trendy restaurants out there, order the Aperol spritz, kind of show people um kind of get people talking about like, ooh, what's that bright orange colored drink out there? And It was crazy because then after that, with our integrated PR efforts at the time, we got a New York Post feature calling, like, deeming it the summer of spritz. So I feel like then after that, it kind of took off. And I feel like now every summer you're going to see somebody with an Aperol spritz in their hand. So that was really cool to see kind of like the beginning stages of the popularity of the drink and then it being enhanced by using these influencers. So cool. Awesome. Aperol spritzes. Okay. Um, So how would you, I mean, you've worked with a lot of larger brands and I'm curious how you would suggest a brand who is just now tapping into influencer marketing for the first time. How would you suggest that they be strategic in approaching influencers? Yeah, so I would really just focus on what your goal is here. So whether that's producing content to use on your channels or kind of building credibility around your brand name, you really want to understand what your goal is and what you're working towards to help give you a better sense of what kind of influencers you want to work with. For example, if you're 
goal is just to build up a content library of images that you can use across social, then you're looking at a different kind of influencer versus somebody that would give your brand credibility. So for example, if it's just content-based, you are looking for more of those influencer photographers that can kind of do different styles of photography versus maybe a lifestyle influencer who does lifestyle shots and kind of talks about shopping or other aspects. So you really want to understand what your goals are to help inform your entire outreach. And then I would understand, second, is knowing who your brand is talking to so um, or who you want to talk to. So making sure that the influencers that you are reaching out to align with um, align with your messaging points and things like that. Like it just wouldn't make sense to have a health influencer talk about something like cars or something like that if they don't have really experience in the space. So you want to see who people are talking about in the space that you're in, kind of engaging those people that are really the thought leaders in these categories to make sure that you have credibility in the space that you're going into. Yeah, sure. That makes a lot of sense. So how would you suggest that they set those goals? How should they know whether they want to go after uh, an influencer to produce content for them or if they just want to get in front of an influencer's social media audience? How should they make that decision? Yeah, I mean, that's really dependent on the actual brand's goals, like what they're trying to get out of this. So it really varies by brand. So if they're not, if they already kind of have that established name within their group, maybe they do want to build up their content more. But maybe if they're entering the space for the first time, they do want to get their brand and their name out there. So maybe going more of that credibility route and using influencers who have that voice in the space already. Right. That makes sense. If you're trying to get better awareness in the space, you're a brand new brand, then it makes sense for you to just want more eyeballs on your brand and just to be aware of it. But if you're a well-established brand, then influencers are a great way to shake up your content and make things feel more organic and natural and just a little more refreshed than whether than you posting content that you developed yourself. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. And what we've seen for a variety of our brands is that actually um, using influencer content tends to perform better on social channels too, just because it looks more like something that you would see scrolling through Instagram versus something in a studio on a flat lay that disrupts the feed. So we found that when using influencers and repurposing those images, um, it does well for a brand social channel as well. Yeah. So what does your process typically look like when you're trying to tap into a new audience for a client? So we use an internal team at 360i that um, really pulls audience data and things like that for us to take a look at and see what's going on in this space. Who is the target customer here? What are they interested in? What's the age group look like? All these different insights really help develop this overall picture of who we are trying to reach. So that's really helpful because then we can look at that and then find influencers that have a voice in this space that appeal to the target audience. So a second thing, aside from looking at who your audience is, I would just make sure that you have credibility in the space to be talking about a new topic like this. So as I said before, you're not going to get a fashion influencer to talk about like a new tech gadget. You really want to find your way into moving across verticals if that's what you're doing. So maybe it's a fashion influencer and you have this new tech app gadget thing, but it also has an iPhone app. Your way in there could be 
the iPhone because you know that they always talk about using the newest apps and things like that. So really finding a connection point that in the middle to make sure that the people that you're talking to, it doesn't feel inauthentic and they get how you are entering the space as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, what kinds of influencers do you typically like to work with? Like, what do you look for in an influencer partnership? Yeah, um, I love this question. So we really look for partners that want to be partners with us. It's very easy for influencer marketing partnerships to become very transactional. But some of our favorite partners to work with are those people that are truly content creators. A lot of our partnerships, we actually continue working with a lot of the same people and building up those relationships for people that really do enjoy creating content. So I would say the way that we approach any influencer campaign is really a conversation on the onset being like, hey, here's our goals. Let us know if this aligns to what you're doing or if you have any ideas to enhance this idea. We love hearing from influencers what they think will be best for their audience because at the end of the day, they know their audience the best. So it's great when we have influencers come to us with their ideas or their concepts and saying, we know that this will work. And this is how we're integrating your brand into our personal brand. We really enjoy our partners that come to us with those great ideas because those are things that on the brand side we'll never be able to think of because there's so many different influencers and so many different audiences. So when they have a really good understanding of their audience and what they're looking for and are able to create that content, those are the best partners and those are the campaigns that we see do really well. Sure. Makes sense. Yep. They are, they can be the gatekeepers to their audiences. They know what they want to hear and they're not going to promote a brand that does not align with their values that they know that their influencers also value. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's, When you really just have those conversations and really get to know the influencer just on a person to person level too, you can tell the difference between kind of those transactional here, just giving you the messaging and go post this versus those that are written their own voice, then they are really loving what they're doing and the content that they're producing. We feel that that really comes off in any of the content that we're producing and you can see the results from that. Yeah, because it seems more authentic to their audiences, and if it seems authentic, then their audience is more likely to trust their opinions on these brands. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, one last question. Are there any Perlu members that you've worked with and would like to give a shout out to before we end today's podcast? Um, yeah, so I saw that Mr. Sabir Peel of Men's Style Pro is on Perlu, so I want to give a shout out to him. We're actually working with him on a holiday campaign for DSW, so he created really great content for that that's actually going live this week, so we can't wait to see it. Great, great. Justina, is there anything else that you want to make sure that you add to this interview before we wrap it up? I think that's good. Awesome. Well, cool. Thank you again. This was such a pleasure. I feel like I'm learning from you. This is so good. (laughs) Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. And thank you to everyone listening. We hope you really enjoyed hearing from Justina Torres with 360i today. If you like our show and are interested in what it takes to succeed in influencer marketing, check out our blog at blog.perlu.com for more podcasts and blog posts. And sign up for Perlu at perlu.com to meet, mingle, connect, collaborate, and grow your career. 
Justina is here ready to collaborate with you. We hope you join us for our next installation of the Perlu podcast, Influencer Marketing Reimagined.